Not too long ago, I received a message from a follower of mine called Kylie asking about soy. Now, soy's recently got a lot of bad press, uh, particularly in this discussion of whether or not soy contains estrogen, whether it can impact your body's estrogen levels, uh, whether or not this is actually good for us, and if so, how much can I tolerate? Should I be eating this every day? Is this something that I should be limiting to only once or twice a week because of, you know, these phytoestrogens? You know, what's the deal with soy? Now, before getting any further into this discussion, it is worth noting that a lot of these arguments are stemming from a very, very angry meat industry. And two things that I want to address, really. Number one, soy is not something that if you eat meat, you are not getting. Most animals in agriculture are fed soy in some way. At least at some point in their life, they will likely have eaten soy. So if you're a meat eater trying to avoid soy because you've been told that it's dangerous for whatever reason, you aren't necessarily safe from that if you choose to eat meat. And the second part of the argument is this idea that we should avoid soy because soy contains phytoestrogen. Now, anyone who understands what that word means will know phyto means plant and estrogen relates to a hormone. Now, phytoestrogen is not estrogen. That's the bottom line. This is not the same thing. We aren't talking about a human hormone. Uh, we're talking about a plant hormone. Um, whether or not this combined with, you know, the certain receptors in our body and have an effect is, is one argument. But if we're trying to say to people you should avoid soy because it contains phytoestrogens, then you should definitely avoid meat and dairy because they contain estrogen. Or at least if they don't contain estrogen, perhaps they definitely contain hormones. So I find it really interesting that the meat industry is using this big argument against soy based on compounds that are most likely going to be found in a more detrimental form in meat and dairy products. It doesn't really make sense as an argument. But anyway, that aside, let's get into the discussion about soy. Is it good for you? Should we be eating it? What's, you know, what, what's it going to do to your body? Um, and how often should we be eating this? I'm, myself, I eat this almost every day. I mean, realistically, it's got to the point now where it is probably every day. I have scrambled tofu. Um, yeah, no, I definitely eat a lot of soy. Um, so I'm not going to pretend it's not in my interest to, to defend it, sure. Soy can be found in many forms. It's very likely that you've eaten it at some point in your life, especially if you've ever had any vegan substitute for meat. Um, you know, we can have tofu. You can eat soybeans as they are, I think, as long as they're cooked. Uh, edamame, we've got uh, tofu. I don't know if I've said tofu. <laughs> I've got a bit of an obsession. Um, but yeah, there's miso paste, which is fermented soybeans, which is delicious. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll find tofu and soy products. I've gone tofu again, so this is a problem. You'll find soy products in a range of different places. And I think there's a, a lot of reasons that vegans find this as a, a popular and good um, protein source. And there's also a good reason that the meat industry you know, choose to use this to feed their animals. And that's because it is actually very, very nutritious. Uh, it comes with plenty of zinc, you know, it's got protein, it's got potassium, magnesium, iron, and plenty of fiber, which anyone who knows me knows I'm a bit of a microbiome geek, knows that I love fiber for this reason. Fiber makes its way down into the large intestine and nourishes the life that we have in there, which is a fascinating subject. If, if you haven't heard my rants on the uh, uh, the microbiome already, then please do go and uh, go and research it because it's amazing. We have so much life within our gut that's working alongside us every day to break down our food and help us. Um, and I think it's an amazing thing. So sidetracked, I know, but do go and look into the microbiome. But anyway, back to soy. Now, soy contains an essential 
um, protein or amino acid called tryptophan. Now, essential, a lot of people think essential means essential in the sense that we need it. Essential means anything not produced within the body that we rely on in some way. Um, so, you know, when it says an essential amino acid, it doesn't just mean an amino acid that we need. It means an amino acid that we can't make ourselves. So we need to source. Okay. So tryptophan is one of these amino acids that are found in tofu. And the reason that this is a particularly beneficial, uh, amino acid is because it's the precursor to serotonin and melatonin, which means that it's actually capable of making you feel happier. In, you know, so long as you're you're healthy and capable of digesting this uh, and breaking it down in the right way, this is the precursor to those chemical compounds that in your body will result in happier feelings, but also help you fall asleep properly at night. Um, tryptophan leads to the production of melatonin, which helps you switch off at the right hours. And essentially, if you don't have melatonin, you can really struggle to fall asleep. So there's a definite benefit to having products like tofu, you know, in your diet. But that doesn't seem to be enough to offset this bad press that soy is getting. Now, I just wanted to read you something from the Harvard School of Public Health website. And it actually finds that there might be a chance that soy tames hot flashes, wards off osteoporosis and can protect against hormonal cancers like breast and prostate. So why at the same time is soy being shunned by people for a fear that it's going to cause these exact same things that studies are showing it reduces? And it goes on to say these claims are just simply unsubstantiated. There is not evidence to support this connection. So in terms of this concern about soy and phytoestrogen, I think we can put it at rest and say that if you're concerned about a rise in your risk for any disease related to an increase in your intake of hormones, then meat and dairy might be something you want to consider being a bit more concerned about than something that contains a plant hormone like soy. But this isn't to say that soy is all fine and dandy. Now, like all things I've said already, everything in moderation. But unfortunately, agriculture nowadays is relying on such massive quantities of food to be produced. Uh, you know, we've got monocropping, we've got a world filled with soy production, primarily to feed animals, to feed humans. But this has resulted in a, a big change in the way that soy is being produced. It's a lot less natural and a lot more reliant than it's ever been on chemicals, on fertilizers, on pesticides. And so there's a big argument that soy could be a risk to us purely because of the amount of chemicals coming with the soy. Now, this isn't an argument against soy, if you ask me, it's more of an argument against negative practices in the uh, farming industry. But what we should possibly consider is opting for organic, opting for GMO-free, over and above just ditching soy. And like I've said, ditching soy has to be ditching animal agriculture. You you, you know, there are very, very few um, different meat-based products or even dairy that hasn't in some way relied on soy to get to you in the first place. So if you really are thinking about ditching soy for, for you know, for harmful effects, I, I, you need to be thinking about the, you know, the fact this is not just a vegan discussion, especially when it's estimated that around 95% of soy that's produced is actually produced for animals. But anyway, all in all, I am not concerned about soy. I would just recommend organic, but that's not, you know, that's not unique to soy. I would say this is something that you could kind of universalize throughout your diet. I would not say there's any scenario apart from financially uh, where organic is worse for you. So as well as, uh, you know, some evidence for the 
you know, positive side effects of con- consuming soy. I wanted to find something that was pretty much set against it from the off, just to kind of entertain it, have a little read through um, and see what I thought. So I'm going to read through it now um, and tell you what I think. Now I've already skimmed through it. So I've, I've kind of, I've already got a little bit of an idea of, of who might have funded this particular article. Um, but number one of the effects or the side effects of soy, you will probably be exposed to carcinogens. Now it's talking about a particular fertilizer um, that's being used at the moment to spray crops being carcinogenic. Now, again, I've said this before, why are we blaming soy for a farming malpractice? You know, it, it might be completely true that soy products that aren't organic are coming to us with dangerous carcinogenic compounds on them, but that's got nothing to do with soy. Soy doesn't naturally contain any of these chemicals. This is something that's being sprayed by farmers. So how this is kind of a, an anti-soy argument is, is a little bit beyond me. Another point it made, it can make your throat itchy. Now that got me reading, I, I was I've never heard of this. Um, but as you read through that section, it essentially says, if you're allergic, you'll have an allergic reaction. Um, that isn't an argument against peanuts. You know, peanuts can create an allergic reaction in those with an allergy. That doesn't mean peanuts are bad for your health. Um, if you're allergic to something, you're going to have an allergic reaction to it. Uh, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with the product itself. So just to finish on my favourite of these six points, soy causes causes you to fart more. I mean, that's what they're trying to claim here. Now, I've read through it and it basically says that when you transition to a plant-based diet, you will increase your flatulence and because of changes in your gut, you will fart more. Um, and they're trying to argue that you should avoid soy because you'll lose friends. <laughs> I mean, first of all, they've got one thing right and that's when you change your diet, you will increase flatulence normally. Okay, not always, but normally big changes to your gut will result in some kind of, you know, excess wind but that isn't soy this isn't even a plant-based diet it's the transitioning that does this so i do feel completely reassured after reading this article it's possibly one of the more sophisticated i could find that stood against soy and i'm satisfied that most of the claims it's trying to make are relatively unsubstantiated the the possibly uh, most substance-based point that it made was to avoid harmful pesticides but again that this had nothing to do with soy but farming malpractices. So to summarize everything in moderation, like I say, if you ate one banana a day, I think you'd be okay. If you ate 20, I'd expect you to have problems. And that doesn't mean bananas are bad for you. Um, You know, I'd say soy once or twice um, a day at most, maybe two or three times a week might be a little bit more in moderation, Um, but I'm not concerned myself. Um, And what you do is up to you. But all I will say is we've had vegans eating soy for decades now and vegans have been thriving uh you know soy is not new to a vegan diet so i would say that there is very little evidence that this is causing a big problem so there you have it as always i am available to contact if you've got any questions um i think there's a link actually in the description to this podcast episode if you want to send me a voice note if you want to ask me a question then feel free but if you're uh, a little bit shy perhaps you don't want to leave a voice note then just send me an email um you can either go to my website which is goplantbase.me or just send me an email that's sam at goplantbase.me and uh yeah i love talking so as you can tell <laughs> so yeah please do get in touch and um i will answer any of your questions even if it means a brand new podcast episode um you know on a topic that you chose i will be more than happy to do so like today's for example 
um, which is from my lovely follower, Kylie. And I thank you very much for the question, Kylie. Thank you very much, everyone.